This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, it is... Uh, <laughs> what's going on? What up, G? Welcome to the G Podcast. Every week, and I do mean every week, we talk about opinion, culture, current events, news, politics, and uh, just not a good week for 45, by the way. I'll get into that a little bit later. Got five court rulings against him at the end of the week, especially, I was going to say especially, but especially the one where he has to show his taxes. So I'm excited about that one. I'm Tommy B, formerly of the GP3 podcast and also uh, of the You Need to Know podcast. On the panel this week, of course, the one, the only entertainment news guru, entertainment business guru, digital entertainment guru. Here she is, y'all. Let me hear what she got to say. Tanya B, you still in the building? I think she wouldn't. I'm here. Can you hear me is the question. Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Just take it up a little bit. Take it up a notch. (laughs) I'm going to crank you up just a minute. Bam. As Emma Lagasse would say, bam. There you go. You Just, want some more? Yeah, she's, uh, as, as always, Tanya B is on the road, and we have a special guest coming in in just a few minutes, and and uh, we'll be talking to him soon. Also, uh, my brother from another mother, Vi, is on the road this week. He's traveling, podcast connoisseur. My brother from another mother is on the road, so he'll be back next week. And, uh, you know, before I go on, let me see if my guest is there. Uh, guest, are you in the building? He might be. Hello, how's it going? There he is. There he is. Uh, I, I got to say what's up to, can, I'm going to call him the jazz phenom, sports phenom, basketball, NBA phenom. Nabate Isles is in the building. Uh, actually, you're, you're, you're at the Jets game, right? Jets in Dallas. Actually, actually, no, actually, I did not get, I have, have some music that I have to work on, so I, I am on the deadline. So. Oh, man. <laughs> so either way, I got to yeah, keep it tight. Yeah, actually, my colleague, my colleague ended up going. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, when I reached out to Nabate, he said he was actually, he, he might have to go to the, uh, he was going to be um, at the uh, Jets in Dallas game, which as we tape the podcast, I think it's halftime. So uh, the Jets... We're kind of up on Dallas. Dallas can't afford to lose this. If if uh, if Dallas is if Dallas loses this game, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dak. Dak ain't gonna get that big contract. I mean, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. If, you know. It, no, I mean it. It isn't kind of up. Dallas. Dallas down 15 points. Dallas, <laughs> it ain't kind of. I mean, they, they down. <laughs> it ain't a three point deficit. It's like a two touchdown deficit, and 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 also include the, the two point conversion they'll need to tie it. Yeah. So. so they down for real, for real. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's gonna be hard for Dak to go in there and ask Jerry Jones for the big money after losing what if if it could be what three in a row it's going to be tough going to be yeah, tough yeah but also but also really really the 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 cat that that's on the hot seat is Jason Garrett yeah, you know enough, what i mean true like, enough. you know like that's the cat that i think Dax will still get paid he he will still they will still still come down to agreement and i still Dax, i still think Dax will get paid like ranked around maybe 5 to eight mm-hmm. of quarterbacks in the NFL mm-hmm. um, and everything, but 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 really, Jason Garrett is the one that's in trouble. Because that's true. Remember, he doesn't have a contract pass this year. That's true. So he's a lame duck, you know. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so it's it's a situation where 
where, you know, they're going to have to get a coach. And let me tell you, uh, Jerry Jones has the pick of the litter. Yes, he There's does. A lot of cats out there. Lincoln, Lincoln Raleigh, Oklahoma. Sean Payton may end up leaving New Orleans. Of mm. course, you know, he has a relationship wow. with uh, Jerry Jones. There's a lot of lot of possibilities at Mike Tomlin. Wow. You know, so and a whole lot of money in Jerry Jones's pocket. <laughs> so yeah, yep, yep. Well, so we we're gonna definitely have to watch that. Hey, but I asked uh, Nabate on, of course, uh, Nabate's album uh, "Eclectic Excursion." Um, we were we were really uh, blessed and excited to uh, to to be talking to him when he initially released the album. Has it been over a year? Has it been? It definitely has been over a year. Correct. Since you released, yeah, it's been over released. Yeah, it was released on July twentieth, two thousand eighteen, and uh, very blessed. The album had a lot of success. Uh, it was on the Jazz Week charts for six weeks, which is great. Um, got you know played and still playing. Uh, you know, still uh, having performances with my group uh, promoting the album. So now I'm working on new music for for a new album. I'm looking to record at the end of the spring. Excellent. So, um, Good stuff. You know, just it's, it's kind of like on, the, you know, on to the next meaning to the, the to the next progression of growth as an artist, you know, and, and, and being inspired. It's a new part of life, you know, so every day you're inspired by new things and you want to put that out there. So, so yeah, I'm looking looking forward to um to getting to my next project and everything and, and just working on it and researching uh you know like just just a lot of different things when I'm trying when I'm getting my headspace and my mindset and my uh, creativity around my vision to be able to to accurately and 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 uh, clearly. Uh, exude and exhibit that vision. Good stuff, man. Well, you're a friend of the podcast, man. Let us know. Keep us up to date with what's going on. Come back anytime. Absolutely. Let us know. Uh, not only does Absolutely. you know uh, does does Nabate have his hands in his own project. Um, he's a Grammy winner with the Christian McBride big band. Um, still doing that yes. as well. Oh, absolutely. We were just uh, we just had a great weekend a couple weekends ago um, out in Monterey, played at the Monterey Jazz Fest, um, and that was beautiful. And Christian um, debuted a new uh, piece that was commissioned by the Monterey Jazz Festival, wow. which was his tribute to Roy, the great Roy Hargrove, who um, mm. unfortunately passed away almost a year ago. He passed November 4th, I remember, last year. Um, and so it's almost a year later of, of uh, Roy's uh, passing, and he influenced all of us, you know, in in in, in music uh, and everything. So Christian wrote a great piece, uh, which was a wonderful tribute to um the to the impeccable Roy, impeccable Roy Hargrove, and uh, and then and then we went to uh, the San Francisco Jazz Center and performed there. Did two shows uh, the next day, so it was a beautiful weekend a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and then the next gig we're doing is the Jazz Cruise, the Blue Note wow. Jazz Cruise. Uh, Man, can I get tickets? <laughs> Damn, bro, huh? can I go? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Blue note, you know it's gonna be on. You know it's gonna be on, man. Blue note too. Oh damn! Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be really nice. But that's the next um, uh, concert with him. But you know, he, the great thing—he always has things going on and stuff like that. And and you know, it's a blessing to work with him. Great, great cat. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, you know, and here's the, the reason, of course, you know, Nabate is a great musician, great trumpeter, uh, Grammy winner. 
But one of the big reasons I asked Nabate to come back, uh, and, and I got to play a clip, Nabate, and I, I hope you can hear this. Um, I want you to hear this. I asked Nabate to come back because of this. Now, hang on just a minute. Here we go. Should we care okay. about the East at all, Nabate? Uh, yes. Absolutely. In terms uh, of yes, winning at all, you know, when I say winning at all, because for the last few years, it's been the West uh, winning. Oh. Yeah. The West has been dominant. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I think Toronto's dangerous. Yeah. Absolutely dangerous. I mean, you have Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard has always dominated the Golden State Warriors. And the way the Raptors play against the Warriors, they match up with them very well. They have a lot of diverse two-way players on that team, like Kawhi, like Serge Ibaka. Like uh, Pascal Siakam, who's been absolutely incredible, and he plays his IQ is like off the charts for such a young player. You have Kyle Lowry still that's there as a bulldog and a point guard. But really, I think really offensively, Kawhi Leonard takes a lot away from Kyle Lowry from that pressure. So Kyle could be more of that distributor that he's been throughout the season. And see, that's why I asked you to come back, man. As always, you're going to come back anyway. But you picked the Toronto Raptors to win it all. And we had that conversation back in January, if you recall. Um, it was like the midway point, at the midway point. And I said, I, I forgot what we were talking about. Um, and I asked you, I said, well, what does it look like? From it was a much longer conversation. You guys, you can check the podcast out when we were doing GP3. But uh, what do you think, man? When you hear that now with the Raptors winning it all, <laughs> did you place your money? Did you, did you win a lot of money? <laughs> I, 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 I got to say, you know, a, a clock is right two times, you know, every day, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. You broke it down and candidly. After we had that conversation, I paid much closer attention to the players that you mentioned in our conversation, and you were spot on. You were spot on, man. You know. No, thank you. No, no, no. Like for real, like that. It was a it was a situation where you saw what Messiah Jury is doing. Mm-hmm. He knew Kawhi. I, he knew in the back of his mind that Kawhi wasn't going to stay after uh, one year, so he took a risk. Mm-hmm. He took a risk, you know, and 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 that risk paid off. Um, and everything, and and it was funny. Like Hawaii, with him going with the Clippers, and I, I know you heard reports that he was giving the Raptors the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted the Raptors to orchestrate a trade, which they could have did. Mm-hmm. They could have executed this of getting Paul George and Russell Westbrook oh. from the Oklahoma City Thunder Ridiculous. to join him yeah. there in Toronto. But but Masai didn't want to take the Masai didn't want to take the risk. I don't what know kind of risk is, is that? Even a risk? <laughs> is that even a risk? Did he just not have the money? <laughs> Was that the? Oh, oh, oh well, he, he definitely had the assets. Definitely had the assets. What Siakam would have went, Lowry would have went, and Lowry's contract is beautiful because Lowry would have. Well, now you know Lowry signed an extension, a thirty-one million dollar extension, so he has two more years now left with Toronto. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't, like Lowry was on his last year of his contract this year, mm-hmm. so Lowry would have been the last year of the contract. Pascal Siakam is the type of player that Sam Presti covets. Uh, Fred Van Fleet is someone that Sam Presti would covet. Um, also, OJ Ananobi as well. Like these are young players, so those all those guys would have went to OKC 
for it would have pretty much been like the Lakers situation, you know, with Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. just Anthony Davis, LeBron, and and they, and they still have Kuzma too. And then the rest of the players they would have had to get via free agency, you know, sign a veteran minimum or sign to you know sign to the mid level or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it, it would have been possible for Toronto to get to acquire Westbrook and George, gotcha. and then have them join Kawhi. That's the Southern California connection right there. They all know each other and respect each other, so. That would have been very interesting. But Masai decided not to do it, which I would say, I, I don't blame him because, you know, he's the best He's the best executive in basketball. Yeah, There's yeah. no question. I mean, yeah, people agreed. talk about Daryl Morey, he's great. Daryl Morey's great. Bob Myers kind of inherited what Larry Riley put together at Golden State. Because mm-hmm. all those drafts were Larry Riley, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, and everything. But Bob Myers is great, too. But really, Masai Jury is the best. So you, you have to trust his insight. And he wanted to have those young players to still develop them. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully he can be able to acquire a superstar like <clears throat> Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> who he has a great relationship with yeah. and has a good chance to acquire Giannis. Um, because Giannis is going to be offered, as you know, he's going to be offered the Supermax by the Bucks. But will he take it? Yeah, uh, true we'll enough. see. Yeah, true so, Okay. Well, well, let's do this. Um, what I'm going to ask you right now is a repeat of our question back in January. Who do you think is going to win okay. it all 2019-2020? Who do you think will win it all? Ooh, I got to say, wow, it, it, the West is loaded, mm-hmm. but I got to go with, and I'm going to go with, and I'm sure other people are saying this, but I got to go with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George leading the Los Angeles Clippers to their first title in the history of the franchise. Wow. Especially it will be their first NBA Finals appearance in the history of the franchise. Um, I think Kawhi, Kawhi is that guy. you know. And Kawhi, he's, if he wins a third title mm-hmm. with a third franchise and wins in a Finals MVP with a third franchise, mm-hmm. then you have, you have to mention him as an all-time great. Yeah. have to. Yeah. You know, there's no question about it. And now the fact that they have Paul George, it's like now Kawhi, when they, they you know, they're going to do management, you know, load management for Kawhi this year. You know, Kawhi's only going to play around 60, 65 games. Yeah, because he, so, he carried um, Toronto. I mean, he carried. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So they have a Paul George. And then you look at the role plays for the Los Angeles Clippers. You have Lou Williams, who's a shot maker, shot taker, you know, uh, and, and he's able to execute in late moments, especially, you know, from, from the perimeter and, and being able to, and he has Moxie and, and he does, he doesn't quit at all. Mm-hmm. Then you have Montrell Harrell, Harrell, who gets better and better and better, and he's up for getting a major extension at the end of the season. I'm not sure if he's a free agent in 2020 mm-hmm. or he has or he's, or a probably has a probably has a player option I think next year or a team option something like that mm-hmm. but he's getting ready to get paid 20 million per wow. because he does everything well he gets better I mean he's a great defender great um great rebounder great motor then you also have Patrick Beverly who is you know he's a, he's such a pest and one of the best on ball defenders in the entire NBA I mean they have just a lot of good talent you know, and and I think I think the Clippers are going to because they're built for the playoffs. So are the Lakers, but I just don't think the Lakers have enough IQ guys, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Lakers have enough consistency on the defensive end. Okay, you to took it. You to took it to the Lakers. You took it to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned the Lakers. 
LeBron uh-huh. and the Lakers, do you think they're ready to improve over last year? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I just think they have defensive flaws. Mm-hmm. They have defensive flaws, and they got a lot of players. They got a lot of players that are getting long in the tooth mm-hmm. that are known for defense but are not really there. And Cal Kuzma as well. This is why, too, um, you know, people were wondering about Carmelo Anthony, why he hasn't been signed with another team. But when you look at, check this out, the reason why LeBron didn't ask for for, for Carmelo to come Mm -hmm. to the Lakers is Mm -hmm. because he has a player like that in Cal Kuzma, who's younger. Yeah, okay. A player that doesn't defend, Mm -hmm. a player that's very one-dimensional, you know, a player that, that doesn't do the little intangible things naturally. Mm-hmm. So why would you get a Carmelo Anthony? If you have Kuzma and Carmelo Anthony on the court at the same time, mm-hmm. it's no, that can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, and it's not a diss on Carmelo Anthony. It's just people have always wondered why, you know, and Kuzma is kind of shaping, but Kuzma doesn't even have the offensive talent as Carmelo Anthony, but he's very similar to, he's in that ilk. You know, so um, so I, I just feel like Kuzma, I, I just he's not enough of a third option, you know, because yeah, especially yeah. from I someone agree. that can be able to do both play both ends of the court, mm-hmm. he cannot at all. So, yeah. but the Lakers, then no, they will improve. But I, I see the Denver Nuggets being the number one seed in the Western Conference. Wow. Okay. For sure. I okay. Think, yeah, they're they're deep. They're uh, tremendously deep. Their young players are getting better. I love Monte Morris. I talked about Monte Morris out of Iowa State. I talked about him three years ago. Mm. And they have Malik Beasley, Florida State guy, you know, first round pick who's really picking it up. You have a good junkyard dog in Mason Plum, uh, mm-hmm. in, um, Mason Plumley. Yep. Then you have uh, two, of course, Jamal Murray, who is cold blooded. And you have Nikola Jokic, as you know, all world. A center who can do everything could end up averaging a triple dub if he wanted to, but he has too much talent around him to do that. You know, he's not that selfish of a player. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think the Nuggets are the first, uh, they'll be the first seed, but I just think when you look top heavy, either Braun and AD or Kawhi and PG, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be tough for Denver to get by them, you know, I, for sure. But I, mm-hmm. I think, um, I think it's going to be the Clippers to come out of the West for sure. Like I said, they just have a lot of guys that know their roles very well, a lot of Toronto Raptors last year. Okay. I'm going to keep within your time frame, but I do want to ask you just uh, one more player related question. Oh, no. I have a few minutes to sure. I love talking to you, Kat. Cool, Absolutely. man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Zion, man, is he for real? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, he, he absolutely is. Uh, let me tell you, when he was a Duke last year, mm-hmm. you saw the things he did on that court. You know, he had the big, he had the best player efficiency rating since 2000, something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Wow. Like, like his player efficiency rating was like 41. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was wow. astronomical. Um, Zion is a very intelligent player, mm-hmm. has a multitude of skills multitude of skills that he worked hard on, yeah. you know, and, and you got to credit someone like a Sam Mitchell, shout out to Sam Mitchell, great man, such a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. I worked with him at NBA radio Excellent. and we keep in touch. And he was, um, he worked with Zion during the a- his AAU days, Zion's mm-hmm. AAU days. Good stuff. And Sam Mitchell, and Sam Mitchell had him as point, point forward. 
Mm. He forced Zion, because he saw Zion had a handle, and he also saw Zion have very good court vision as well. And he helped work Zion, worked with Zion on building that. So now Zion is going to end up being a point center with the with the Pelicans. Could you uh, see how he's he amazing? Rudy go the other night, dude. Rudy, dude, Rudy, let me let me say this. Can I can, let me let me say this, man? I watched the preseason game where they played Chicago. It was incredible oh, watching. <laughs> it was like, damn! Oh, it was crazy. Like, and, but, but let me crazy. tell you, I have to say, G, I got to tell you, my friend, mm-hmm. this, this is discouraging about the league. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the 80s or 90s, this wouldn't happen. Mm. He will not be getting in the paint easily. Yeah. There's no type of post defense or no type of rim protection no. in this league anymore. I agree. Because everyone is perimeter-oriented yeah. or finesse-oriented. Yeah. They don't want to get down and dirty. This is why I love Montrose Harrell. Well, let me say this. I'm you know, I'm, I'm glad you say that because mm-hmm. I was thinking, because I'm old school, I was thinking back mm-hmm. in the day when the Detroit Pistons <laughs> and, and, you know, Lambeer mm-hmm. and uh, and Rodman, that may have been before your time. Oh, God. He wouldn't be God, doing the kind of stuff. I watched the bad boys very much. That, that was my time. You know, I was I was like, you know, junior high school you yeah. know, when the bad boy, you know, oh, I, yeah. that's why I was really watching that. Oh, yes, indeed. So he wouldn't you have know? been doing the kind yeah. of stuff I saw him do against Chicago in that preseason game. I mean, but I... I, I was impressed with his mobility, um, how smooth the brother is. I mean, he yeah. looks like a guard. He really does. I mean, even to the point where almost magic-like, you know, maybe not handling the ball the way magic would handle it, but damn, some of the passes. But I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. Not 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 to the point where he can handle the ball. Yeah. Yeah, he's very mm-hmm. confident. Mm-hmm. Though. Very confident. He makes pinpoint passes. Uh, he he has great court vision. When you talk about just seeing the full court, seeing all the options, and and you know, and and plus, I mean, his his well, of course, his shooting percentage. You know, because he 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 owns the paint. You know, I, I don't think anybody yeah. challenges him yet. But I think eventually he's going to have to be careful because he's going to play some big teams that are really going to put it on him, and they're going to they're going to do what they did to Shaq. Eventually, you know, they they you know Shaq has always and, and he ended as a great player, but he took a lot of hits. You know, um, mm-hmm. so so you know, let's see. I want to see how the the other players eventually start to play him, and whether or not they they really start to hack him. You know, we'll we'll see how that and, goes. And, yeah, yeah, and LeBron and LeBron too. LeBron too had to take a lot, lot of punishment. But, mm-hmm. but like I said, this league is not what it was, and it's even beyond like the Bad Boy Pistons. You, you know, you talk about the Otis Thorps, you know, the Buck Williams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Like the, the Mark West. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. The, those got the Jerome Kersey's got rest of soul. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking of all the big forwards that played in the league. Oh, the Kevin Willis's. You yeah. Know what oh, I mean? Kevin. Like, oh, yeah. Kevin. Like yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, that are just wrong, you mm-hmm. know. And Rick Mahorn, as we mentioned, like people like that, where it's like every team had a player like that, mm-hmm. you know, that were. Yeah. And I just the league is not grown up anymore because, like you said, you got like we say, you got one and done. Mm-hmm. You had grown men in the 80s and 90s coming in the league at grown. 21, 22, 23 years old. Yeah. So it's like now 
that's why Zion is dominant, dominant yeah. like this, you know? Yeah. And and but the thing is that he needs to definitely develop his jump shot, which which he can he can absolutely be consistent with because he can hit the outside shot. Mm-hmm. If he can develop that, then then he oh God, sky sky's the limit. And the team around him is just, you know, Drew Holiday is one of the best two way players of the game. JJ Reddick is a tremendous shooter and is he's Zion's mentor, Duke. Yeah. Duke connection, you know? Yep. Um Great. and and then and also also oh Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, who they're not seen. They could be seen as more role players. Lonzo Ball could be that point guard, just be that point guard and be an elite defender, because we know Lonzo's an elite defender. Mm-hmm. And and Brandon Ingram could be a Swiss Army knife type of guy, mm-hmm. like a Nicholas Batum mm-hmm. with, with Portland. Not the Nicholas Batum with Charlotte, mm-hmm. but the Nicholas Batum with Portland, who who was, you know, who did everything. Brandon Ingram needs to focus on that, not try to be an offensive dynamo. The offense should be going through Drew Holiday and Zion Williamson. Well, well, I can say this, man. I think uh, the Ball family should be happy because it's a lot more fun playing with the Pelicans than he had when he was out with the Lakers, even though it's his hometown. Absolutely. It's a lot more fun. It's going to be a whole. It's going to be a whole lot more fun. Hey, man, one more one more thing too. The um, NBA in China revenue. I, I call it the revenue over human rights. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, mm-hmm. man? Um, do you think the NBA is backing themselves into a corner by maybe giving in to China with the some of these? Uh, some of these uh, press conferences being moved and canceled. Uh, where, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I, I got to say, Daryl Morey, um, you know, I, I, I understand what he was saying. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Mm-hmm. So the timing was because, and also, how are you going to say that when players are out there in China? You don't know what. Now, now, as we see, the players are safe. Everything was fine. But you don't know what could have happened. Yeah. With those players, and, and it's not, and they're not his team. That's another thing. Yeah. It wasn't his team. There was uh, these were other players, other teams, the Lakers and Nets. You know, I would have been livid at Daryl Morey. You know, and I understand freedom of speech. I agree with what Adam Silver is doing mm-hmm. in in defending Daryl Morey, but you know, I, I think it's business. You mm-hmm. know, it's business. Like if you have a good business relationship with someone, mm-hmm. like then, then you deal with it. Because let me tell you, there are a lot, there are a lot of other heinous partners that the NBA and all these other sports are dealing with mm-hmm. these partners that have a lot of underground stuff going on, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and it's in, capitalism it's in all it's everything i'm not you know i'm not judging anybody it's what it is you mm-hmm. know yeah. so um but the the nba like i'm glad adam silver was able to defend daryl Morey and and defend the league and everything like that but um i you know china's a major partner you know can and, they afford um, to lose china revenue wise i'm sorry can they afford to okay. lose china from a revenue standpoint, oh, they, can afford to move, they get afford to move away from China, but but it's but yeah, but it, it's like you could NBA could afford it, no question. But you know, there's there's other you know, China still is a major partner. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know, like um, like you 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 have a major contract, and you, you say like you you're a butcher, and you own a meat store, a meat market, and you have a major meat contract for like a say like for an arena, mm-hmm. you know, a local arena. You lose that contract, you can still be in business, but you still. But you got to make up that client. (laughs) You know, it's like a major client. So, so it's that's the thing. I think 
you know, I think like, you know, cause China and the NBA personally never had any issues, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and the country and the P and it's really for the people. Mm -hmm. It's really for the people it's about, about the people love the NBA. It brings joy to their faces, just like music, just mm -hmm. like jazz. I, I played in, I never played in main in, um, mainland China, but I played outside. I played in Hong Kong and played in Macau, you know, mm -hmm. but never played in mainland. Mm -hmm. But uh, from musicians I've talked to that have gone to Shanghai or Beijing, you know, the people are, they feel alive when they see people doing what they love, especially from countries where there's a democracy mm -hmm. that's being represented. And the democracy is being presented through their art, yeah. through their sport. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, that's what it is. So it's all about the people. And I think that's what you want. Have the people be happy when they see a LeBron. Have the people be happy when they see a Kyrie, when they see an Anthony Davis, when they see a Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. You know, like just that, that love and joy in what they do and, and Pete because they don't get that opportunity in China, yeah, unfortunately, to really follow what they love and what they do. So yeah. um, it's all about the people and 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 the, you know it's like I said before. There's so many other clients and partners that are doing more things. You know, like all these owners supporting you know certain people out there that that are not for that are not for uh, a peace that are not for. Um, uh, not for brotherhood, not for camaraderie, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it is what it is, you know. Okay. So. Well said, my friend. Well said. Hey, Jazz Phenom, Sports Phenom, Nabate Isles, man. Thank you so much for coming through again, bro. And, and let me let me oh. make a note on this podcast, the date, <laughs> L.A. Clippers. <laughs> make, make a oh, note, yeah. brother. I didn't, you, I didn't tell you who they're going to be, uh, who's going to make the finals. Okay, who's going to make the finals? Who do you think is going to make it? Oh, the Philadelphia 76ers will get it. What? You think Philly and the Clippers in the in the finals? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the 76ers are, are, are they're loaded. And the acquisition of Al Horford mm -hmm. really takes a lot, a, a lot off Joel Embiid. You Excellent. know, okay. especially, especially defensively, you know, and, and Josh the cry baby. is going to be a player that's going to really mature mm -hmm. with them because Josh, Josh learned that Pat Riley, the Miami Heat way, mm -hmm. and he's going to bring that to Philadelphia. And Ben Simmons, you know, is, you know, is amazing. He's going to attempt more outside shots, but Ben Simmons still, even though he doesn't have that perimeter acumen, you know, He's amazing at what he does with creating and, and, and playing on the defensive end hmm. and, and being a problem inside as well. So. Good, good stuff. Hey, man, I'm going to let you roll. I really appreciate you coming through. Uh, Grammy Award winning trumpeter, Nabate, trumpeter, Nabate Isles. Sir, thank you so much, man. Jazz Phenom, as I call you, sports Phenom. Y'all heard it first. Uh, Clippers and Philly in the finals. Hey, man, can I take everybody out with laid back? Can it, you, you mind if I play that? Sure, sure. All right. All right, Absolutely. bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, man, Absolutely. thank you so much. No. Yeah, yeah. Give me the names one more time. I know I, I know them, but let the audience know who's on who's on this this piece and we'll go into it. Oh, yes, indeed. The great MC Elzai from Detroit now lives in L.A. Uh, a fan of his for years and honored to have him on the project. Jordan, a, a Canadian uh, singer. Um, also, uh, Sam Barr on keyboards. He produced the entire album. 
Uh, of course, myself on trumpet, Nate Smith, the great Nate Smith, who's, you know, he's all over the place, modern drummer. Mm-hmm. He's the, now the uh, MD for Brittany Howard as well. So he's doing his thing. Jonathan Blake, great piano, great, excuse me, great drummer who just completed a recording session with Kenny Barron and Dave Holland, mm-hmm. uh, and also on bass, Ben Williams, who, you know, continues to do great things himself, always playing around the world. So those are the cats, and David Gilmore on guitar, the great David Gilmore as well. So those are all the cats that are on this track. I mean, mm. just honored to, to work with them and, and still work with them. Good now, stuff, so. good stuff. This is the cut laid back from Eclectic Excursions, uh, Nabate's last album. Nabate, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you later, bro. Thank you, appreciate it. Talk to y'all later. All right now. L's on the and Johnny. Lay back, y'all. I'm trying to blow your wig back like a breeze out of St. Bart's. My tank parts in the picture with a mixture of paint stars. That ain't awesome crafts. I'm living in the postcard, doing the most. Having the toast close to the Coast Guard. I'm just a Detroit player that's West Coasting. Attending parties on the hills with actors guest hosting. Near the best oceans. Rolling up some OG with a multi millionaire daughter who loves to go ski. Trying to get to know me while I bought my new joints. She ain't trying to blow a shot. All she got was two points. Swish. Then I disappear like a fog in the mist. Screw your blog if I'm not the top dog on your list. Doubting me as if I couldn't reach the mountaintop. I'm not trying to reach the mountaintop. I'm trying to reach the top of the mountain tree so you can hear me shouting. We made it while I get stoned like a liar when he see David. There's a way to go around. So try to take it down. Never let him see Lay back, rocking your crown. Always keep your swag and tight. The realest people got your back. Brother, sister, cool, relax. Lay back, lay back, lay back. Hey, somebody has to pay for such a brash display. Don't be the one to swallow your pride inside of a glass of day. Light it up, ask your trade. Then I drop a jewel for all the neighborhoods. Full of kids that lack a proper school. I went from humble beginnings to impossible conclusions where it's tropical. Obstacles are just optical illusions to me. One ruby, finding my crown is worth gazillions. Attracting all the queens who levitate and surf Brazilian beaches. How egregious of someone thinking they can sabotage me with two dimes inside a spot getting the have massage. Boy, I fought the good fight. That's not even the jab to dodge with a glass jar. Don't take it lightly like the last straw that broke the camel's back. My aim is good. Just imagine how my ammo stack against the target spotting snakes and sisters. I wonder where they learn to act phony Cause I don't backstab I only stab whoever turn they back on me There's a way to go around Those who try to take you down Never let them see you frown Lay back rocking your crown Always keep your swag tight The realest people got your back Brother, sister, cool, relax Lay back Lay back Lay back
default. Lay back, rocking your crown. Always keep your swag and tie. Realest people got your back. Brother, sister, cool, relax. Lay back, lay back, lay back. That's my joint. Again, thank you so much. Nabache Isles, Nabache. Man, jazz trumpeter, Grammy winner. The album is Eclectic Excursions. Make sure y'all check it out. Tanya B, you in the building? I am in the BLDG. Thank yes. you so much. Uh, I mean, I know you were having dinner. <laughs> dinner part one. It's waiting for me. It's waiting for me, <laughs> no. but I couldn't let you down. I appreciate it. Hey, you're sounding great, too. What is up? Tanya B, what's going on? She's in the building. You're in the ATL, by the way, right? I am in the ATL in the midst of traffic. Over 200,000 people. Oh, the it's Pride Weekend. Yeah. Stopping anything. There's a big festival here. There's a big convention here. And then we also have, uh, this is the biggest Pride event of the year, actually, where they bring out the AIDS quilt, which I don't know if they did today because, again, it rained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was huge. Day, but yeah, it was- you know, the spirit was out there. The parade was out there. The people were here. Everybody's having fun. I have heard of no, I say no incidents of violence. Yep. Yep. So far this weekend. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, Tanya. And, and I, I wanted to get the light stuff. You know, we're not a sports podcast, but whenever, whenever I have an opportunity to get Nabate in to do the, uh, the, uh, you know, preseason and, or the midseason checkup on the NBA, I got to do it. So I appreciate Nabate. Uh, and rightfully through. so, because yeah. one thing uh, at the early part of dinner, one thing I noticed was, okay, the Falcons are losing <laughs> Lord. again. Oh, it was. Let me let me tell you, all as we tape the podcast, uh, Falcons were down. I'm not even sure, maybe almost three touchdowns. But it's been horrible in Atlanta when it comes down to sports. I mean, you had the Braves basically get blown out the water by St. Louis, 13 to whatever. Uh, It may have been 13-1, 13-3. And I understand that they got 10 runs in the first quarter of the game. I don't first I'm not a baseball inning. person. But Absolutely. I heard someone say, I got to my seat and it was already 10 to 1. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was like a record in the uh, in the in the uh, playoffs. And then you got the Georgia Bulldogs who were number 3 in the country lost to unranked South Carolina. And then of course the Atlanta Falcons are getting tore, tore out the frame again. I don't I mean they might they might as well leave the coach Dan Quinn in 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 uh, Arizona, they may as well just leave him out there. I, I would just, if I'm Dan Quinn, get you a condo, bro. <laughs> you just stay oh, in Arizona. Yeah. No, get a roommate, Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh damn, that's 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 wrong. But but kind of right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in football years, yeah. you know, he to me seems like he's older than Tom Brady, who. Hmm. Could wow. take a seat right now as well. Yeah, but Brady, but However, Brady still pulls it out when when you need. That's the thing about the difference between Brady and and um, what's his name uh, Ryan Ryan, who was ten years. I'm sorry, twelve years younger. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't make the big plays. He can't make the big plays. 
when needed. That's the thing about Ryan. And and I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go into it. Plus, you got the Hawks. I didn't even ask Nabati about the Hawks. They're losing already in preseason. Uh-huh. I don't I don't have any. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, we in ATL. We try to be good, but it's a it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow in ATL sports right now. It's kind of tough. But I'm gonna get away from that. You you got a minute, uh, Tanya B. I wanna I wanna play something for you, and 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 hopefully you're okay with this because you you have some history on on uh, in in law enforcement or seeing uh the good and bad of law enforcement you do in 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 your history correct and i'm not going to ask you to go I, into I that i would i will always say this um one of the reasons why i'm living in atlanta right now is actually my family's from new york and up north and they slowly migrated to the south and my cousin who i i don't say he's gone i say he is the closest thing to a brother i've ever had he was DeKalb county sheriff elect derwin brown who was murdered by uh the person that he defeated in the election so between that and just kind of seeing how the wheels of justice you know i can't even say now in the south how they just turn mm-hmm. or don't turn and sometimes yeah and not for the good all the time and every day you look up Either somebody's shooting somebody or somebody is getting shot. Yeah. I want to play this before we get into what we typically do with the T, because it really bothered me. And, and as we take the podcast, this occurred a few days ago and it gets under my skin because we're just getting over the Geiger situation. So let me play. This is from this is basically related to a Fort Worth police officer shooting a woman in her own home uh, Saturday, which is like Friday night, late night, overnight, early morning Saturday. I want to play a clip from a group of pastors who met on Saturday throughout the day during the day at uh, the church being uh, and, and, and I think it's St. Stephen's, Greater St. Stephen's. Uh, this is Reverend Michael Bell. I want to play this clip. Here we go. Amen. That, that I'm going to respond to right now. Number one, you've heard everybody. Number two is, uh, uh, they, they say, okay, let me, let me just, just show you. Oh, okay, never mind. They already have. Bottom line is, they uh, sent a statement, and they talked about uh, how uh, there was an open structure call. And they went to the sister's house, and uh, they went outside, searched the perimeter of the house, observed a person standing inside the residence. That's our home. Near window, perceiving a threat. How in the hell is it that uh, you're gonna perceive a threat and you out you outside in the dark? She's looking from a lighted house. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and she had lights on all over, according to the person who called. She's looking outside. It's dark. Right. It's dark. Right. And then a perceived threat. We're tired of the police lying. Mm-hmm. Ain't no perceived threat. Yeah. Unless it's black folk, that's the guess our president. We the threat. Right. We the threat. Right. And if we're the threat, then stay the hell out of our community. Right. We'll police our own community. If we're the threat. Mm-hmm. You mean tell me that we don't value, they, they don't value our lives to the extent that they're going to send some mess out like this and say it. she had a weapon, she's in her house. Mm-hmm. She's in her house. White folks got weapons. She, she has a weapon in her house. She did. It doesn't say she pointed a weapon. They found one once she went in. They saw a silhouette. These are murderers. The Fort Worth Police Department murdered this woman. Right. They murdered her, and Chief Krause is an accomplice. 
and Mayor Price is an accomplice. Uh, uh, David Cook is an accomplice. That whole setup is an accomplice. And you know what? I'm with the run with the brother. We ain't taking this. We're not begging for nothing. Ain't no handout here. No handout. That's right. And we're not going to walk around having no kumbaya moment no. like they did over in Dallas. No, we ain't hugging nobody. No, sir. We're not hugging nobody. No, sir. The bottom line is this, is that this is absolutely uncalled for. The brother yeah. said it. All right. So that was, um, you know, a group of pastors came together. That was Reverend Michael Bell. Damn, he need to be my pastor. And uh, let me oh, say that. He, he said it all for <laughs> her. He did. Let me say this. All, let me play this next clip. Now, keep in mind, the only reason the police came, um, the uh, basically Tatiana Jefferson was staying uh, at the home. Her mother basically was uh, was ill in the hospital. She's actually staying at the home, uh, basically, uh, to cover the home while her mother is ill. Um, and typically she would stay in the home, play, you know, and this woman, Xavier graduate, uh, worked for a pharmaceutical company, uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, she also was an avid gamer. So, you know, gamers never sleep. They always stay up late. They're always playing all the lights on in the house, the car up front. And, and the officer doesn't even come to the door. Knock, knock, knock. No lights. Typically, you know, turn on the police lights. Uh, no siren, nothing. They just came up, creeped up. And and then just you can see the body cam basically almost like tiptoeing around as uh, a burglar would do. So, you know, basically and then he shot through the window. But I want to play another clip. The neighbor who called the basically he just wanted to do a wellness check because, you know, how you do in the you know, at Fort Worth, it's still you know, it's a warm it's a warm night, warm day. OK, so basically she didn't have she only had the what do you call it? The storm door open, but she had the big door. She had the big door open. The storm door was open. So you could see through, you could see into the house. So what I want to do is play the neighbor who called. Basically, the neighbor just wanted a wellness check to make sure everything was okay. So here you go. I call my police department for a welfare check. No domestic violence, no arguing, nothing that they should have been concerned with as far as them coming with guns drawn to my neighbor's house. So... You heard a gunshot last night. I heard a gunshot, which which was a shock in itself because there wasn't any reason for a gunshot that I know of. I don't know what went on in the house, but I know that she wasn't a threat. All right, so he's saying basically no domestic violence. You didn't hear anything. He just saw the lights on. He could see through the house. He just wanted, which, would you have called the police? I said, if I knew who lived there and if I knew the woman was not there mm-hmm. and didn't know the daughter was there, I might have said, OK, something a little funky may be going on over there. Mm-hmm. But just take that out of the equation. Yeah. If she had I saying the storm doors open, mm-hmm. no, you know, Fort Worth police, anybody in there like you see on yes. television uh, you know, <laughs> or anywhere like that, you don't see that. And I. I do believe that was the case with Amber Geiger. She claims that she identified herself and say, you know, put, you know, something like, you know, raise, put your hands up, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the young man that she didn't know witnessed this, said he heard nothing. Yeah. It's just like, shoot now because you can get away with it later. Yeah. And just like Amber Geiger in this situation, I don't know all the facts, but you know, I'm glad you asked me that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing about it is, 
So when is this whole, it goes from, okay, we can just shoot you and get away with it to, oh, sorry, it was an accident. Yes. Yeah. And let me, let me play the clip. Now I do have audio from the body cam. Of course, this is an audio podcast, but I want to show, you know, how much time he gave her to respond. Basically, not enough time for her to say anything. She had enough Point time to inhale, six. not exhale and say anything. Point six seconds. Point six. And and let me I'm going to play it for you. Here's what it sounded like. And, and this is a little disturbing, uh, but I just want you to hear. Here's this guy again. He's shining a flashlight through the window, basically stepping back the screen. He shot through the window. So here we go. Put your hands up. Show me your hands. Up. Did you hear that? She didn't have time. You cannot really put your hands up in 0.6 seconds. No. Let me play it again for you. Put your hands up. Show me your hands. So basically, as he's saying, show me your pow. One more time. So let me guess. How did you feel like you were in danger? That's what I'm saying. One more time. Put your hands up. Show me your hands. Amazing. And, uh, you know, it, it really, you know, it just goes, in my opinion, Tanya B, beyond local. This is not just a local situation. You know, it, it's it, it, even almost to the point where national. This is a human rights issue. You know, it's almost well, like. Look at, what's go- look at what's going on here in Georgia. Yeah. This the jury is still out. And mind you, this jury came back asking for instructions because they weren't even given any instructions oh. with this cop who killed this young man. He was mentally ill. Uh, that who was off of his meds. Now, explain to me how this police officer can make me believe for uh, 0.6 seconds mm-hmm. that he felt his life is in danger if this man is naked. Mm-hmm. No way to conceal any type of weapon that could be any type of threat. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And yet you shoot and kill him. He was naked. You, you were in danger. Are you kidding me? Naked. No weapon. It, naked. You can't hide anything. Yeah. He was just, you know, flapping in the breeze, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and I, I think what's going to come to do, it, it's going to go back to, I think, the 60s even. Hmm. This is happening. You know, it's not just this. You can go back to. You know, Mike Brown and, and Trayvon Martin. And you can go back to the times of when people of color were getting lynched and there were no repercussions. Wow. But I think I feel an uprising coming. I feel a riot coming. I feel something is going to go on. Yeah. Well, I will and say this. Let me, let me say this. As you say that, what encourages me in this situation, I have got to take my hat off my to the church. On This is the first time immediately I've seen a collective of church leadership come together after a shooting and hold a press conference. One of the first times, would you, would you agree? And I would agree. And it's something that hasn't happened in a very long time. I didn't see anything. I, I, we talked about, I didn't see it. Maybe I missed it. I didn't see a press conference for Sandra Bland, Mm-mm. you know, and a lot of other people who have been basically murdered by the police. Yeah. And so I'm sorry. I feel bad. You know, yeah. I'm like Judge Mathis. I'm working on forgiveness, but right now mm-hmm. I can't forgive these cops. And again, I come from family with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for all the people that do good things, you all you hear about is the bad apples yeah. all the time. And see, right now, my challenge and my and, and the reason why I'm happy that at least the church is getting involved 
is because the smear campaign starts. It's typical. They're going to basically make, you know, make a, a point of the fact that there was a gun in the home. Uh, they're probably going to dig into her background. Same thing they did with Botham Joan. Basically, you know, exactly. talk about yeah. I found like, weed. It's going to be one typical. of those places where you can basically carry. Oh, wild, wild west. Like Open carry. carry. Purse. Open carry. Open carry. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm encouraged to see that. You know what discourages me um, in this situation? And, mm. and, and, and I'd really like to hear from my folks who are really pro-Cap, Kaepernick. When stuff like this happens, they need to make statements, you know, in my opinion. And, and the folks who are high profile, uh, I'm not saying they need to kneel on the sidelines again, but at least they need to start making statements about these things. Even going back to uh, the young man who actually um, was the key witness in the Amber Geiger case, Joshua Brown, with him being shot it, in the mouth. Right. It, wait, exactly. That's what I mean. And the fact that he was uh, due to testify in another case, but you don't hear about that. All oh, you hear is hmm. he got shot in the mouth as a result of a drug deal gone bad. He yeah. was a drug dealer. He was a scourge to society. Yeah, and I can't trust you. You can't trust him anymore. And you can't. You know, it, it's just like you, you go back to the TV show Scandal, where nothing now surprises me. They can dig up, make up, and pin things on people that have nothing to do with anything about them. Yeah, it's in their so, you know, it, It's sad. It's in their MO. I agree. Hey, but any, any other points? You got any other points on that? On, on that? You know, I, I really want to see how this plays out and follow it closely. And I'm also following the situation here uh, in Georgia with this. You know, it's one thing, you know, life is life. But here is somebody who went and laid his life down for this country. So people like that officer that killed him mm-hmm. can walk free and do what they want to do. And yet you take that life. And you try to justify it. I want, you know, in this case, I'd like to see some veterans, you know, yeah, speak up and say something. I agree. There the veterans group should speak up. Ministers who are community leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit of a brouhaha here. And that's, I think, one thing I find with, I hate to say it with my people, you know, they will, you know, signify for about five minutes mm-hmm. and then they go away until the next thing comes up and they signify for six minutes and they go away. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, yeah. you know, and until it affects your family directly and you wonder why this isn't being done and that isn't being done. You know, what, what does it take? Yeah, it what can happen. It and and you know what? have got to be held accountable. You they just do. can't go around killing people. I agree because it can happen to anybody especially people of color. It can happen to anyone. It can happen to us, you know, and, and, you know, before, you know, well, I'll just leave it at that and and I'll make sure any information we have, you know, any organizations, uh, anything where, where we can get uh, our, our podcast followers to get involved. Uh, I'll make sure that we, we post the information. All right. I just have one thing to say. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Where is Jesse Jackson? I'll give him a pass. We know he's got some issues going on, yeah. you know, but where is Al Sharpton? Where is the guy with the black lives matter? Where, you know, where, where mm-hmm. are all these people that were, you know, in such well, an upheaval and yeah. an uproar before Al Sharpton, you need to stop. And I'm just going to put it out there and say it. You need to stop only going places where you can get a check because it was a time. <laughs> Dr. King didn't always get a check. Andrew Young, Julian Bond, Joseph Lowry, C.T. Vivian. They didn't go because they were getting a check. Mm-hmm. I agree. Let me let me say this. I will say Sean King has really been on top of this. Um, I follow him. And, okay. and he's been all over it this weekend. He's been, his, if you follow him on Twitter, very informational, 
Um, you know, uh, I'm glad I follow him because, you know, over the weekend, the journalists who are on over the weekend, disappointing, uh, you know, AM Joy probably spent about two minutes on it, just a few. Uh, I didn't see it on Politics Nation. Uh, I did see a little bit on CNN, but, but this deserves a lot more. Who cares? I mean, 45 is going to get away with it. They're going to, you know, they're going to lie. I'm not even going to talk about 45 on this show uh, today because candidly, uh, he's going to lie his way through everything. It doesn't matter. Whatever, it, you know, it's typical mobsters. It's, you know, um, good fellas. You lie. You lie and deny. So there, unless you get a video or audio, he's going to lie his way through it pretty much. Or he's gonna kill the witness. No, there has been, been some video on <laughs> or take the witness. Got, I think Giuliani must have Alzheimer's. Yeah. You know, and the, it, I didn't say that. We have the receipt. We have the videotape. You didn't. But, no, it, I didn't. but, but everything just, that you hear is not true. He's just gonna deny to his followers, and they'll say, oh, "Okay, okay." If he said he didn't do it, so you know, I'll leave it at that. All right, all right, uh, Tanya B. I, I appreciate you taking that little detour. I thought it was big enough for us to spend some time on. But I do bef- before we leave. Uh, I want to make sure we get some some time in on your tea because the tea is always Hell good. Yeah. I know we can just, just bring the room up and let's laugh a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. <sighs> okay, just a little bit. Tea uh, <laughs> All right, your top three. What okay, you got? Well you, what you got? Okay, you said you were going to talk about. I just call him forty five, but you know, like you talked about it, he's going to lie and deny and feel like he's above the law. Mm-hmm. And there are a bunch of artists. You know, when when people run for office or they win an election, they use certain songs, and usually they get the permission of you know the artist, the writer, who whomever, because you still have to pay that royalty. But this fool, and I said fool, yes, I did, Mm -hmm. um, is using people's music after he's gotten a cease and desist. So I guess, again, he thinks he's above the law. And I don't mean just, you know, peanutting them from down the street. I'm talking people like Aerosmith, Elton John, the Rolling Stones. And he's even thinking just because people are no longer alive that their estates don't know what's going on. Namely, the estate of the late Beatle George Harrison. Mm -hmm. Don't use our music. And after he got a cease and desist last year, he turns around and plays Prince music this past week again. In so Minneapolis. He just it. <laughs> was he in Minneapolis too? I, from what I heard, he was like in Minneapolis playing Prince. Yeah. So like, how do you go in there? And he had the nerve to play Purple Rain of all. Things. Yes, he did. Hmm. Anyway, why did he do that? I'm glad you asked. Thank hmm. you. Because hmm. again, he, and I, I understand he's basically said it. And to paraphrase, I'm the president. Everything starts and stops with me. I don't care if you're the Congress. You can't beat on me. You can't stop me. I'm going to do what I want to do when nobody can say anything. Like the king. <laughs> he's the king. How about so he, like a dictator? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That, yeah. So, and he even, I said, he made Pharrell unhappy when he was using happy and he got a cease and desist from that. And then uh, he made a comment. I don't need Bruce Springsteen. I don't need Beyonce and Jay-Z because guess what? I won the election without them. They supported, as he says, crooked Hillary, mm-hmm. but mostly be like crooked hmm. tangerine, uh, you know, and Cheeto. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I Cheeto 45. Yeah. They supported her and, you know, and she, and I still won the election. So mm-hmm. and here's my thing for the people whose music he does play. I bet you he is smug enough, not even to pay the royalty, mm-hmm. not that they need his money, but yeah. it's just about principle. Cause if I'm sure if the shoe on the other foot, Oh, he'd be signifying well, he'd be and, and want to take the people and have them put out the country. Mm-hmm. If somebody was using his likeness, yeah. he'd be, he'd be talking about suing all the way, all the way. You know, so so I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. He's not his non-existent children, wife, so whoever. I'm like, so you know what? And I just still say this: mm-hmm. karma is a big old B. Yeah, and I 
you know, I don't wish bad on anyone because mm-hmm. I don't want that coming over here on me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, some way, somehow you have to answer for what you've done. Yeah, agree. That's all it right. and that's all. All right, what you got on the reboot, the remix? You got an update? Okay, got the reboot review. You know, there's been everything from New Jack City to New York Undercover, uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4, which may not happen, but Good. I'll get to that. <laughs> this week's Who'd You Rather reboot. Now, Will Smith does not need a check. His kids don't need a check. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got uh, for this month on his website the throwback clothing you can get based on his character in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, this stuff's really selling. How about a reboot of the French Prince? Fresh, I can't even say it. A reboot of the Fresh Prince? No, I don't want the Fresh Prince, the French Prince, or the Italian Prince. I don't want anybody. Wow. Mm. You know, things like that, leave it alone. You see, there was going to be a Martin reboot and they got real quiet, you know. Oh, after oh. Uh, Tommy Ford died. Yeah. Oh, we're all going to come together. We're going to do this reboot. Has that happened yet? No, it's not. I don't think, uh, based on what's her name? Uh, Gina. Tisha what, Campbell? Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. Tisha's down for that. I don't think she's down for it. You know, I, no, I, I don't think that's going to be a good thing. No, it's just funeral, but mm-hmm. if it were going to happen, I think it would happen. Yeah, Another I agree. reboot. I agree. Mm-hmm. Cinderella. How many times have we made Cinderella? We got black Cinderella, white Cinderella. Now they want to have a Latina Cinderella. Oh, no tea, no shade to anybody. I think uh, Camila Cabello from uh, Fifth Harmony is talented. They believe because she will be the Cinderella lead character that's going to pull people in. Mm-hmm. I'm not really. Oh. I'm not going up for that. I'm really on the fence about another remake of The Little Mermaid. It's going to be a combination of live action and animation. Mm -hmm. Now, it might be a little funny because they've got Queen Latifah and Shaggy. So I might. And that's the one with the one of the sisters, Beyonce's group, uh, Hallie. Oh, yeah. With uh, one one of uh, Chloe and Hallie. Yes. So maybe. But again, I say there are so many talented writers, producers, screenwriters out there that have great content. Can we just give them, you know, five on it? You know, give them a bus pass to at least put it out there and see what happens. This whole reboot thing is just it's just tired to me. Well, the only thing I'm I'm, I'm excited about, I'm excited about one remake and I'm waiting for it. It comes out December 2020. I'm excited about it. This may sound crazy. (laughs) No, you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but I'm excited about West Side Story coming back. Um, Amblin. Uh, Steven Spielberg redoing it. Uh, Rita Moreno, who was in it, is coming back with a, with a, with a role. Uh, and I know, I know that's probably real old school for a lot of y'all, but uh, I grew up on it, had to watch it every, every year, annually as a kid. And uh, I'm real excited about Spielberg doing that again. And, and they, um, they, it's in production right now. It's supposed to be out, um, uh, December 2020, right around the holidays. So we'll see how that well, goes. Well, I think, yeah. Yeah, Black, I'm sorry, Black Panther, I think, uh, Black Panther 2 was 2022. Yeah. Yet another reboot. And yeah. this, I don't know how they would do this because back then it was really ahead of itself. Now it would be somewhat boring is a remake of the Jetsons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Only thing they got, the only thing they haven't hit is the flying car. And they almost got exactly. the drone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got drones. I don't know about that. <laughs> Hell no. All right, what you and got? Right, Dolomite? Dolomite? Dolomite is okay, my name? A, okay, Dol- I've been saying my name is Dolomite, but the movie's actual title is Dolomite is my name. Okay. And I'm hearing Oscar buzz for Eddie Murphy saying if he were going to come back, this is the way for him to come back. I heard this movie is so strong that people are wondering how coming to America 2 is going to measure up. 
Mm, okay. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Well, one thing uh, Eddie did say is that one of the, uh, I guess, catalysts for him to actually get back out there and do this mm-hmm. was a conversation with uh, President Barack Obama. And I say, if that isn't the biggest source of inspiration, I don't know what is. Yeah. I think 70 so million Barack was, was a, a fan. <laughs> I think 70 million. Uh, uh, he encouraged him to get back out there. So I am not mad at him. I got to no, tell not. you, I've seen almost all this movie. That was only in select cities. If yeah. you're in Chicago, sorry, even though the screenwriter of the original movie is from Chicago, you can't see it there. It's in Philadelphia. It's actually uh, here in Atlanta. But what you have to do is go up online and look at different movie chains and see where the movie is. But again, otherwise you have to wait until October 25th when it comes on. Netflix, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm trying to find out. And I saw that so far, again, it's only in select theaters. It has not even been out two weeks and it's already made $12 million. Wow. So if you only have about four or five screens. That's not bad. That's great. That's but awesome. I think the bulk of the money from this movie is going to be made via Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, videos and international distribution. And, you know, just the fact that they say this is Eddie Murphy's best role since he had a minor role in, um, Dream Girls. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. And don't forget, me too, don't forget December 21st, December 21st, Eddie Murphy is hosting Saturday Night Live. Crazy. So that should be interesting. That should be very good. Very good. It's a, yeah, it's about time. So I'm I'm excited for this is a real exciting time for him. He's yeah. got the Netflix specials coming up. He's going back on the road to do stand up comedy. And like I said, if Barack Obama can't motivate you to do something and say, Yes, we can, yes, you can, yes, I can. Seventy million can No, I I think you know, Eddie got it honestly. I think that's a great thing. I think it's awesome. So yeah. again, everybody just get ready. If you want to laugh like mm-hmm. you have not laughed before, it's the kind of movie where I'll just say this. When you, if you go see it before it hits Netflix, mm-hmm. just buy two tickets because you're going to want to go back and see it again. It right. is just that funny. This is, it's not Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, Trading Places, any other movie that he has done. Mm-hmm. This is something that, again, everybody has that role. Mm-hmm. And I do believe for him, this is that role. So Dolomite mm-hmm. is my name. Yep. And a lot of us grew up, we old school, grew up on Rudy Ray Moore, the old blue albums of Rudy Ray. And, and actually, yes. you know, those seventies movies being in the little small theaters, uh, in your, in your neighborhood in the seventies. Neighborhood where you pay 50 cents. Yes. yes. <laughs> I dollar. Yes. You know, I will say this oh, yeah. for you millennials and Gen Xers out there who don't know about Rudy Ray Moore, oh. help yourself. Oh, you can go on, Google. you can go on Google. You can, it's on Spotify, his albums. Everywhere. Uh, Apple Music. Just, I mean, read it. Rudy Ray Moore. He was really, I think it kind of ahead Crazy. of his time. Oh yeah, he was. He really was. And, uh, again, Nasty, the cast, T.I., Mike Epps, <laughs> Lunell, Craig Robinson, yeah. um, Keegan Michael Key, I mean, uh, Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. wow. you know, who was, again, he said, just said no to New Jack City. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of folks are saying Wesley is up for an Oscar supporting. So yeah, we'll, and they're we'll saying they, a lot of people didn't know that he, I mean, I never thought he was funny, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, he was but funny, and he, you remember, uh, two, was it Two One? Two One Fu? You know, it, it isn't, I get it, because he was a, a, a bad drag queen, but mm-hmm. not even that. I'm telling you, he is funny, and you have to look and say, that's mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes? Yeah. yeah. He can be funny. It, it's be like funny. that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good I stuff. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's been kind of a slow week, but you know, with this, some other stuff going on, and I know you didn't want to talk about this, but I'll just say one thing. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to give it maybe, I'm going to be seconds. generous and say six Which one? months. 
<laughs> the church of Kanye is going to go out of business. Okay. Nobody checking for it. People are going to see what it is. They are leaving. He went to Howard and popped up there yesterday at 6 a.m. And mm. the, the, uh, there wasn't enough security or planning. And a lot of the professors, mm-hmm. they were not here for it. They said, tell him to come up here to the third floor in this building. I've got something he needs to see, read and hear. Mm. So uh, uh, the, the folks at Harvard, <laughs> Harvard, Howard, hmm. you know, they, they checked out in church. He had Sunday church on Saturday and they, people are just not feeling it. Yeah. Well, well. If it works for him, you do it over there with your, you know, with peanut in them, yeah. but you won't, don't pass the plate past me. Yeah. Agreed. Me either. Hey, real quick. <laughs> I know you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned big Willie, Will Smith, uh, Gemini man came out doing as, very well as we tape. Yeah, it did well. It underperformed. Uh, it only did about 20.5 million, fewer screens, but still, um, it was supposed to, they were expecting about 30. Um, but, uh, it, it did not, uh, beat, uh, Joker. Joker's still Joker. at the top. No, exactly. 55. And, and, and it yep. probably never would. Yeah. It, it's, but it's, at the end yeah. of the day, movies like Gemini Man mm-hmm. will do extremely well internationally and will do extremely well on Blu-ray or, any uh, any pay per view service. Hmm. I was I was surprised it did that low um, at twenty point five. You know that's twenty point five, uh, not twenty five. I know it costs more than that, right, oh. to make it. But again, yeah. much more. I think any that's movie Will's that salary, wasn't it? <laughs> that's there. right. Exactly. Well, that's probably just the points. Yeah. Why? I'm glad you asked because again, just like when you put out music, you have to see what else is out there, see what you're contending with. Mm-hmm. And you know, no tea, no shade to Will Smith. He is, you know, box office, you know, cha-ching. But with all of the hoopla, was Joker. Mm-hmm. It was a tough. I can't weekend. think. Of, I really, yeah. I can't think of him. I don't even think Black Panther could mm-hmm. have beaten Joker. Yeah, Joker's strong at this, point, at this right particular now. time. So yeah. perhaps if Gemini Man had come out at a different time, it mm-hmm. might have done better. Joker, by the way, internationally has already with two weeks. It's at it's at uh, five hundred million. It's a half it's billion, half yeah. billion already. Yeah. By the yeah. way, the Adams family actually outperformed. It did thirty point three. Uh, they only expected that to do about twenty million, but it you know animation. you know why it did thirty point three? Yeah. How, why? Snoop Dogg is playing cousin it. Oh damn! That's that. that to me, that's worth <laughs> damn, it. Doesn't it? That's worth cousin it. it doesn't say anything. <laughs> so well, you know, it. Snoop doesn't need to. But when you hear him go, mm-hmm, certain things he'll say and do like do a little, blah, 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 yeah. you know it's him. You know it's and him. And diehard fans of Snoop and Martha Stewart yeah. will support this movie. All right. Hey, one more thing I do want to mention. We didn't get into it. Uh, DMX. Uh, checked himself into rehab as we taped the podcast this weekend. Again. Yeah. Again, uh, Billboard reports DMX uh, actually announced uh, that he's checked into rehab, into a facility. Uh, statement also goes on to say he apologizes to his fans for his canceled shows. He thanks them for their continued support. And he was to appear this weekend. Now, this wasn't going to help if he had a habit. New York's Rolling Loud Festival. He, you know what I'm saying? Any festival, <laughs> any hip hop festival, you find me a hip hop festival, yeah. a rock festival, even yeah. a country festival oh, yeah. where there is absolutely no drug or no alcohol at oh, all. No. I don't even know if he would help with a sober coach. It, it's a shame because now people are going to have to suffer. Promoters are going to take an L and probably sue him and never get a dime back mm-hmm. because he had tour dates lined up yeah. and he, he go all right for four or five tour dates and then he'd fall off. So, you know, again, and this this is really I, I don't give it a, uh, a mental illness, mm-hmm. but it's just really mental health and just addiction, you yeah. know. And 
sometimes I look up and see DMX, you know, not to, to bring down the room, mm-hmm. but when I see, okay, he's in rehab again. Okay. Cause I'm expecting them to say DMX dead, to be honest with you. I, I you know, he, there's, I don't, Yonder cannot fix his life. I don't mm. know who can fix his life. I, you know, and I, I feel for, I do. These I feel for DMX. 15 kids that he has and, yeah. and the baby mamas. I don't know what they were thinking, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's really got him. He's really in the throes of addiction. I don't know if intervention can help him. Yeah. He missed a lot of shows. I mean, last Thursday, Def Jam's 35th annual, uh, event mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Uh, he didn't show. He was, you know, he's going through a lot. You, you know, I hate to say, you know, the, the typical, uh, keep him in your prayers, but, but the brother really needs it right now. Um, you he know. does. Cause this has been a problem for yeah, him. It for has been almost like 30 years, most of yeah, his life, most of his life. And I, yeah. I think, it, you know, again, some, there's trauma there somewhere, but I, I really want to say it goes a little deeper than just, you know, not having his father around this. You know, I, I don't know. This is something that is just really tormenting him. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and it is sad. It, it's a sad narrative. Yeah. Tanya B, what you got to close with? Any Anything? Ooh, just check me out on the Graham T. Bird, T-B-Y-R-D, Atlanta. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I put up content information uh, for independent artists. Oh, and lastly, uh, maybe a month or so ago, we talked about... Um, Stream licensing, how they had taken all this money from these digital radio stations and they had not paid them. Mm-hmm. The fake streaming license, stream licensing. Yes, well, they, right, yeah. right, exactly. But there has been some, uh, I guess, pushback. Um, a few owners of digital radio stations that paid stream licensing under the guise of they would pay the artists. They actually, uh, I don't want to say protested, but, you know, they went to their banks and said, this is a Ponzi scheme. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And they actually got or they're getting portions of their money back. Good for them. That's good. Good news. You know, because if team licensing doesn't respond, they've mm-hmm. taken the money and kind of run. The bank will refund the money. So if you are a digital radio station owner and you did pay stream licensing, Mm-hmm. Just go file a complaint with you know, your banking institution and perhaps you'll get some of that money back. Good. Good stuff. And um, anything else? How, how Anything else about how people can contact you as well? Anything else? I'll make sure uh, I have all your information me, posted. Uh, T-Bird ATL on Twitter. Or you know, for, for people, if you have legitimate questions, don't call me up and say, I need advice mm-hmm. and you want to talk to me for three hours. Mm-hmm. Or you want have a record you want to get out there and market it, but the record is not legally protected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say this much. You can always leave me a message at 678-743-7400. That is 678-743-7400. Serious artists and creators are invited. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, one more thing on the podcast page. I know we talk about politics a lot. And, and even when it comes down to some of the things that are going on in our communities and how to find your local representative, especially in Fort Worth and Dallas, what's going on in Texas, uh, click on uh, go to ballotpedia.org. I'll make sure we have that on the website. Uh, you can actually uh, on our on our podcast page as well. Uh, presidential candidate information is there. Any rumors, anything that's going on, I'll make sure. Make sure we have that. So uh, so go there. Also, you can find us. Uh, go to castropolis.net. Uh, we uh, we run our stream every Monday of the show at 8 p.m. Podcast is also available on Monday. You can find us on Twitter at at the G podcast one. The number one that's at the G podcast. The number one 
on Instagram. Uh, we are this is the G podcast email and all this information is on the podcast page. But this is the G podcast, the Gmail. And also give us uh, keep the lights on, keep the stream going. Go to castropolis.net. Look for the Patreon link. And and there we is. There we is. There we be. Tanya B. Hey, thank you so much. You you did your thing as always. I appreciate you taking the time. What you having for dinner? (laughs) Oh, it was like Thanksgiving again. We had turkey stuffing, candied yams, greens with turkey necks. I'm trying to get back for uh, round two of dinner. And then um, German chocolate cake and cheesecake for dessert. Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. Y'all got some red, any red velvet? Uh, no, not this week. Not this week. Dang. But I, I, I wanted to make sure I got with you all because next week I won't be with you. I'll be traveling. So I'll have some more tea mm. from the, uh, whatever city I end up in. But I'll just say it's south of Georgia. So I'm sure I'm going to have some more tea. I'm sure you will. Uh, actually, I'm going down to uh, the home of Super Bowl 2020. Excellent. Okay. And see what's going on down there because I heard Gloria Estefan's not happy. I heard really Pitbull, Pitbull may not even come up and through there. And you saw Luke, Uncle Luke ranting. He said, it's not for me. I don't want to perform. Wow. But there, you know, there is some mainstream talent down there. Update in, us. Uh, in, uh, uh, yeah, update us on what's going on because, uh, you know, that in, whole announcement. In Miami, about the Super just Bowl. the fact that you've got Shakira, you've got J Lo. And of course, because of Jay Z's connection with the, um, mm-hmm. the NFL mm-hmm. and the fact that, Rock Nation manages Shakira, you mm-hmm. know, therein lies, you know, that piece of it. Oh, you, uh, you, you, I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let, let's see what he's if we're going to have Jay-Z going to need to take a knee in a minute. He better come come with something. And I don't mean bring Beyonce either. No tea, no shade. Yeah. But uh, one thing I, I think I can predict they have, although it's not, you know, the halftime show, there are a lot of events that go on during the course of that week. And of course, they have the Super Bowl gospel celebration. Mm-hmm. And I do believe uh, Betty Wright, who is also a minister, known for her hit The Cleanup Woman is one of them mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure she'll be involved and I, I, I'm going to have some more conversation with her because she mentioned in a conversation that The Cleanup Woman is actually based on a Bible scripture I need to find out what scripture what? that is <laughs> and I'll share that with you as well alright good deal that's going to be interesting alright Tanya B All right. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> no comment alright All right, Tanya B thank you so much for being on the show again the G Podcast is out of here. Episode 5 is in the can. And we are out of here. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to The G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. <laughs>